The following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE show. Tonight we're going to have a little fun kind of starting the first of a three-part series. Um, we're going to debate the top ten male players of all time for Survivor, um, and they don't have to be winners. Um, if you think there was there's a, somebody that should hit that top ten that never actually won the crown, that's fine. Um, we're going to open it up for a discussion and a debate and Later in the night, we will uh, we'll have people vote their top ten, and I'll do what Jeff does. I'll tally the votes, and we'll come up with a a top ten of all time on our male players. Um, like I said, this is kind of a three-part series. Next week, we will do the females, and the week after that, we will do seasons. So... Um, do your homework, go back and watch some of the females for next week, um, and then for the following week, uh, we're going to debate a pretty hot topic as to which were the best seasons of all time. So um, tonight it's the men, we kick it off with them, there's been more male winners, so we're going to start there. Um, Steve, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good, you know. I've been I've been taking uh taking a few notes after uh after searching through uh some of the past men that have played the, that have played the game and I got to tell you I'm have I'm having a pretty tough time trying to narrow down who I who I believe would be in in my uh in my top 10. I mean, there's a there's quite yeah, a few I names think, that uh, have already bounced around. Yeah, I think I think most people are going to kind of agree on Maybe the top four or five, um, maybe in not the exact order of each other, but probably the same guys are going to be in people's top four or five. But when you go six through ten, it gets it gets kind of murky, you know. Um, and we want and and we'll debate it. We'll talk about why this person or why not that person or, um, you know, we want everyone to. Uh, we want everyone to give their own thoughts and their own opinions. And you, who knows, you may sway somebody's opinion one way or the other. So um, it should be a fun okay. night. Um, and we, did, we, do have, uh, we do have JB and okay. we have JB and Melissa on the line with us uh, so far. Okay. And I assume I, we're uh, another thing I want to mention, um, luckily, um, we survived another year of Steve having a birthday party, so um, we survived it. He yeah. survived it. <laughs> yeah, l- luckily I was able. Luckily I was able to get to Lou. Uh, I remembered his uh, his phone number, so I was able to get to him and tell him, uh, "Yeah, there's no podcast uh, tonight, so um, <laughs> yeah, don't don't try calling in because." Yeah, well, I remember. I, I remember I when you told me, to you know, because we did a we did a Thursday pod last week. We did a Friday pod last week, um, and I remember you telling me, you know, I'm probably not going to do uh, the sports thing on Saturday night, 
um, you know, but, you know, and you told me why. And then I was like, well, you know, I don't want to do three damn straight, so we just won't have one. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one thing, Jim. Uh, that was a nice little bottle of tequila there. Or not tequila. <laughs> so, um I was. I, I, I did. I did, I did see. I did see the fireball label. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was. Oh God, I forget. It, it wasn't exactly well, it was, fireball. Wasn't it, it, was, it uh, Jack Daniel's fireball? Yes, yes, Jack Daniel's. Let uh, me look. Fire, I, think I will look because he sent me. Uh, he sent me a text with it. Hang on. Uh oh. Yeah, I think it was Jack Daniel's fireball. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, it's, it's a lot better than regular Fireball because it doesn't have that syrupy, uh, you know, that syrupy taste that yeah. makes it hard to go down. Well, you know, Jack Jack Daniels been around for a long time. I mean, that's what most Southerners were raised on was Jack Daniels. He didn't send it to me. All he says is Tennessee Fire Whiskey. That's well, that's Jack Daniels. If he said Tennessee, that's Jack Daniels. That's where they blew it at. Yeah, that's Lynchburg. Yeah. It was definitely Jack Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, JB, how you but doing? Just to say, I had a happy night. Yeah. JB, how you doing? I'm I'm doing fine. I have a doctor uh, doctor's appointment for. Uh, Wednesday, so we're going to see, uh, you know, how it comes out and everything like that. Okay. Melissa, you doing okay? Yeah, I guess I'm okay. Doing better than you I was. See, uh, Melissa, you see, uh, I posted in uh, Big Brother Whispers the premiere date for Big Brother, so you kind of know how to start planning for your podcast. Yep. Hang on. You know, I haven't been to um, Facebook, really, to Facebook in a couple of days, so yeah, they, I probably uh, missed it. They, they announced a premiere date, the move-in date. Okay. Okay. Um, that and Love Island. Love Island's returning, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk Survivor and the best male players of all time. Should be a nice little debate. Um, you know, it's just opinions. You know, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. You know, and at the end of the night, we'll come up with a list, and it will be kind of a cumulative list of uh, of whispers. You know, and what we think. So it should be fun. I've. Uh, I've e- I even jotted down a few names of people who did not win that people may want to consider. Um, and then when I looked at the winners, I looked at the male winners, there were some that just jumped right out that was like, uh-uh, you're, you're not, you're, you're, I'm not even going to consider you. And, um, I mean, that's how it is, you know. I'm sure everybody's going to want to talk Tony and Rob. That's kind of the big two names. Maybe Richard Hatch. Um, And then after that, maybe, I don't know, Cochran. It kind of, you know, like you get through those first three, like I was telling Steve earlier, you get through those first three, four, five names, and then it gets tough. You know, it's like, how do you decide which one of these six through ten were the best? 
Um, what kind of what kind of criteria are you going to look at, JB? Well, I listed mine uh, just like from the, the seasons. I didn't list them from like uh, you know my top uh, ten. I didn't really you know put a number on each one. I just listed them by uh seasons. So I don't really know which one you know I would actually put as uh you know my best. Yeah. I, Are there and I, is it not and I maybe is it kind of maybe is it kinda like I said, there's probably three or four that really stand out and then it gets kinda tough. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that's what I guess that's why I just listed them, uh, you know, my top ten, and my my top ten. I didn't really put a number by number one or anything like that. Another another uh, thing I want to another thing I want to add. I called Eddie. Eddie said he would probably call around nine thirty ish. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm sure he'll have I'm sure he'll have uh, his thoughts ready by then. Another question for you, JB. When you were considering it, did you give any consideration to players that didn't win? No, not really. I okay. just looked at. I was just looking at the season overall. I guess. Okay, uh, so that's, I really, that's kind of I a really, that's kind of a little mini debate in itself. When you're okay. considering the greatest players of all time on Survivor, should you consider people who did not win? Perfect, perfect case is on the ladies with Sari. How can you not consider her at least to be top ten? Oh yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll, I'll throw a few names out there real quick on guys that didn't win. You got Coach, Malcolm, Colby, Joe, Rob C., Spencer, Fishbach, Rupert, Dom, Ozzy, Wu. You got some pretty good guys that uh, got close, but they just didn't win. So um, it depends on what you're looking for. Are you wanting your list to be all winners, top ten winners, or, or is there somebody that can sneak in that didn't win? Melissa, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think players that didn't win should at least be in consideration? Yes, I do. Because, okay. you know, my, I don't know. When I look at my top guys, um, not all of them are winners. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 Especially after you think the first, like I said, like after you think the first four or five, um, six through ten, you might could have some people slip in there that didn't win, but they were hell of players. You know, they were great. Um, yeah. I think it will be more so with the women than it will be the men. But there are, there's, I just named you a whole list of just an example of some guys um, that should probably be considered, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
if you go back far enough, even Ian Rosenberger was somebody you might want to consider. Um, it, it makes for a great debate, a really, really great debate. Um, and uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. As soon as we get um, some more people on here, I'm pretty sure Teresa's going to call. Um, we got Tim in the uh, we got Tim in the chat room right now too. So I told okay. him to feel free to give his thoughts uh, throughout the night about certain players that may or may not have or may or may not deserve to be in the top ten, uh, along with his own list. If he ends up, uh, hopefully, he ends up calling in by the end of the night. But um, if not, you know, provide his top ten list. Okay. All right. Well. Let's uh, let's start to open it up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off some names here to you, and uh, that that should be in consideration. Um, you got Tommy, you got Wendell, Ethan, Dan, Tom Westman, Aris, Ewell, Bob Crawley. Um, Ben, did I say Ben? Yeah. Uh, okay, Ben. Um, Judd, you know, Fabio, Adam and Nick, JT, Cochran, Chris Daughtry, Chris Underwood, Mike Holloway, the original, Richard Hatch, Tony, Rob, Earl, Jeremy, Todd, and Tyson. Now those those are champions. So, um, Steve, your thoughts um, on that list? You know, before we consider people that didn't win, um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the first ones jumps off the page that I don't think should be considered is Chris Underwood. Oh, definitely. Uh, if, if you spend, I'm sorry, maybe he's a victim of the, of the twist. The, uh, I I forget what twist he was even a part of. Uh, that's, that shows how much I, how much I hate it. Um, edge of extinction. Edge of extinction. Thank you, JB. Uh, just the fact that, you know, you can be on the edge of extinction for pretty much the entire season and come in and and end up uh, miraculously winning the game. I'm sorry that you didn't really play the game. I mean, you got voted out to begin with because you couldn't read your own tribe. So, right. if right. anything, you know that, I think I think that, Underwood that, should be. Uh, you know, and that Steve, when we get to the the ladies next week, that kind of really split the Natalie Anderson fans. The ones yeah. that are so gung-ho and love her to death, they say, well, hey, look how long she survived out there. And then the other people are saying what you're saying right now about Chris Underwood. Yeah, but you weren't in the game. Yeah, and I think another thing, though, to, to when it comes to Natalie, if, if people are going to consider her to be one of the top one of the top 10 survivor females to have ever played the game. You also have to take a look at how she did and what she did in her original season too. I think, yeah. you know, when we're analyzing all these players, we got to keep, we got to take into consideration every season that they played. I mean, right. 
like say like say Russell Hans for example, you know, a lot of people believe that he should have won Samoa, um, but obviously because of a bitter jury and the fact that he cannot manage a jury worth a shit, uh, you know, he basically got robbed that season. Uh, obviously, he made the finals in Heroes versus Villains, but then he was an early boot in Redemption Island. So, you know, you got to take everything into consideration, you know. Uh, the and, then, and, then he, and then he was the first – then he was the first boot in Australia wearing a immunity yeah. necklace. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, there, there's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration. The longevity – of each of their of each of their seasons that they played, the the certain moves that maybe they made during during uh, specific seasons, uh, you know whether they're a winner or not, maybe that might play a factor. Uh, if they were entertaining, that could potentially play a factor as well. You know, there's so many variables to uh, to juggle here. What about what about someone that didn't win but played good? And pretty much, pretty much mentored two other players who went on to win. Do they get credit for that? And I'm speaking about coach with Tyson and Cochran. He pretty much mentored them and got them there. You know, I I would I would I would kind of say yes. I think. That might play into uh, into people's decisions. You know, the fact that he technically produced two winners himself in uh, in Tyson and and, uh, and Cochran, but also you know, coach coach as a player was even though he didn't win, a lot of people believe he should have won South Pacific. Right, uh, as, and he even. He even stated it on the on the uh, Survivor Memories podcast that we had with right. him and yeah, Albert. He's, he's, and, uh, he's very he's very vocal about that, and I can tell you he's still pretty bitter about it. Um, and to this day, he uh, still doesn't care a whole lot about Sophie. I know when uh, Sophie was on Winners at War, he he's he's kind of different because he'll say. He he knows I know information. He'll say, "All right, now don't tell me anything. Don't tell me anything." And then he'll say, "Just tell me how far Sophie went. Tell me she didn't win." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I can I can tell you for sure. Coach is definitely a lock in my top ten. I think just even though he didn't win, just just the entertainment value that he brought that he brought, the fact that he was able to. Essentially, dominate two seasons with a dominant alliance. You know that with token Chains and with uh, with South Pacific. You know, even though he didn't win, he played. He, he's played pretty much a pretty strong Survivor game to be to be in consideration for the top ten. Yeah. Um... And you brought up another good point right there. How much emphasis do we place on entertainment? Because, I mean, there's seasons we see somebody win and we're like, man, that was boring. They're boring. The whole, I mean, that ruins the whole season. Um, how much emphasis do you, play on, do you put on entertainment? 
I mean, we know from the Whispers games. That's one of the reasons people liked it when I played, because they said it was so entertaining. I was always doing stuff. How much... How much does that play in, Melissa, when you're thinking about best players? Do you consider entertainment value? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I actually look at their entertainment value more than I do their, like, I don't know. I, I'm i just one of those that I'm not concentrated on, oh, who's the best strategist? Who's the best, you know, um this, that, and the other. I, it, entertainment plays a big part with me, anyway. Okay. Jamie, what about you? Do you consider entertainment value, or you just go strictly by the outcome? I go more by entertainment value than I do the outcome. But okay. then again, I kind of... Uh, if if one person, you know, has a good entertainment value and he makes it to the end, you know, he's going to be up there on the list, you know, if I had a list. And unfortunately, one thing I didn't do is write down names of uh, male and female who I thought, uh, didn't help, didn't play that were that were good and didn't play that were of good entertainment value and the same for uh you know the men too yeah and also also I look at the overall uh, season that they played. Okay. If they played on a good season, they're going to go up further. Okay. Um, what about, and this is a question that always comes up with, with Boston Rob, look how many times he's gotten to play. Do you consider that? Do you Do you knock him down a notch because he's gotten so many chances and he's only got one win? Do you give him credit for Amber's win? How do you view that, Steve? And as far as entertainment value, he's very entertaining. Well, right now I'm I'm already and I always I always have considered All Stars to be a win for Rob, even though technically Amber won with the votes. Yeah. So. And I, you know, there, there there is that big that big discussion of well, he didn't get the vote. Amber was the one that got the vote. Amber got the jury to like her. The jury only voted for her because they hated Rob, right. because they hated right. how he played and how he deceived them. And by the way, Teresa, and, and, uh, you have and been if you look back at it, basically, basically, he was playing. For her first and him second, and that's how it turned out. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that, granted, yeah, it took him another three seasons before he, or wait, was it? No, it took him another two seasons before he ended up winning uh, on his own. 
granted it was with a gift-wrapped uh, tribe full of, that were completely starstruck by him. He right. still That's had true. one of the one of the most he still had one of the most dominant seasons of any male winner. So right. I mean, he it created was. the buddy system. He created yeah, the buddy system. He, and, and they the don't call is, him the Rob Father for nothing. Yeah, the thing is, he not only had the females stay loyal, he had the guys stay loyal. Yeah. You know, Grant and Philip did anything. Grant and Philip did anything he wanted done. Yeah, that's very difficult to do too. Yeah, for you know, for to get to get guys to stay loyal, especially considering the fact that egos will eventually clash, and for him to be able to keep everybody in line like he did, I mean that that right there. Granted, yeah, his win was considered, you know, maybe one of the biggest. Uh, hand uh, one of the biggest gifts from Survivor producers to a to a contestant ever, but yeah, but you, but still, you still got to give him credit because he carried it through. You can screw it up. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and 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 this brings up another interesting point because of how he led his tribe. Because his tribe would not even eat until he said it was okay to eat. And if the other tribe wanted to share something with them, food-wise or something, Rob wouldn't allow it. He wouldn't let his people have it. He didn't want no connection with the other tribe. And everybody did what he said. Um, So the question, Melissa, is how much does leadership play into this? I think it plays a lot. Rob is my favorite. He would be my number one guy. Are you guys still there? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're here. Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. Um, he's, he's, I think he's my favorite so far. Okay. I just, just, hi, you know, Melissa. You know, and the, hi. You know what? In the, the first season he was in, I couldn't stand him. But <laughs> when he, you know, second and third, oh, my gosh. I mean, and I don't know if it's because I fell in love with the way that he fell in love with Amber or yeah, what it was that made special. the turn. That was pretty but special. But the thing, yeah, I love him. So he's he's my number one guy. I like him. All right. Did I hear Teresa? Yes, yep, sir. Yeah, she's on. Teresa, we're discussing different attributes about about – what would lead you to, to rank someone where they are? And um, we've talked entertainment value. We've talked did they have to win or are there some players that didn't win that should be considered? Um, and now we're talking uh, leadership value. So what's your thoughts on on all of those different um, attributes? Well, to kind of go on what uh, he's talking about, Rob, I mean, the only thing I would have to say with any of his Survivor seasons, I mean, I loved how he basically hugged Jeff after uh, the family visit when all his kids got to come. And... uh, 
Hang on, we lost uh, we lost Jim for a second here. Going to try to get him back on here. Okay. Oh, the dog's ye- the dog's yelling for Jim. <laughs> yeah, the dog's yelling for Jim. He's going, Jim, Jim. <laughs> I can, hear, I can, hear, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, uh... Hang on. But, uh, continue continue on with, uh... with, uh, with what you were saying. Okay, oh, wait, here we go. He's back. He's back now. Okay. Yeah, Welcome yeah. Welcome back, Jim. I, I had two more calls come in, and I tried to decline them up. Must have pushed the wrong button or something and got disconnected. Uh oh. <laughs> they 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 can wait for later. <laughs> they should have called earlier. Most everybody knows what I do on Thursday nights. So, <laughs> but uh, so the reason why I may not have heard. Would you consider people that didn't win? Yeah, I would uh I would consider a few people that didn't win and like you said before with uh Rob uh the one question I would have on that and this could give you even something to think about out of the four people who voted for Amber to win when it came to it out of those four why she chose Sheehan to get the why Amber chose uh, Sheehan to get the car over the other three. Okay. But but anywho, uh, some that I would have to say as far as not winning, uh, Rupert obviously, uh, because he he did a lot of good. You know, he was pretty good. Uh, Terry Dietz, of course. Uh, and then uh, Dominic from uh, uh, Ghost Island. And then my two two personal favorites, Colby and uh, Matt from uh, Redemption Island. Okay, um, here's here's some other names I mentioned earlier. Um, Coach Malcolm, Colby, Joe, Spencer, Rob C, Fishbach, Rupert, Dom, Wu, Ozzy, Terry, Ian, and Matt. So there's a lot of good players that just they just fell a little short and they didn't win. Yeah, that in fact I was talking about Terry D. Uh, can't remember if it was on Whispers or another page, but it was made. It was a comment that was made that uh, Terry Dietz's loss was the reason why they went to final three versus final two. That's a whole other debate. Um, I really am not a fan of final three. I like final two. Um, I've always I've always said that in our whispers games, 
out of all our games we've ever had, the only time we had a final three was when I was playing and JJ and Lisa were hosting, and it came down to me and Dude and Cutie, and we got rid of we got rid of my son, and it was going to be me and Cutie, and then JJ decided, no, this deserves a final three. All three of you need to go to the finals. That's the only time we ever did that in our Whispers games. Every other season we did was a final two. Well, it's almost it's almost like a throwaway uh, thing anyway because uh, the third person maybe will get one vote. Yeah, normally they don't get any. You know, normally they don't get any. Um, I just like the final showdown. I just like a final showdown between two people. You know, I think that's. I don't know. I, I just prefer that. I think that's how it should be. Um, when when you have the finals of the, you know, the NFL, the Super Bowl, it's two teams. World Series, two teams. NBA, two teams. You know, it's um, tennis. It's it comes down to two people. So um, I always preferred a final two. I don't know why they changed it. Um, I'm sure they had their reasons, and I guess they obviously like it because they're sticking with it. But uh, what? Uh, tell me, tell, I think I probably missed what you said about entertainment value, Teresa. How much does that play into to your thoughts about the best players well, of all time? Well, Coach definitely was one with entertainment. And although uh, Russell Hans makes my skin crawl, uh, he's at least entertaining. To some. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another player that, that we failed to mention so far as far as entertainment value was Penner. Every season he uh, competed, he was entertaining. He's one of he's one of my top ten. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another player that had a lot of success that never won was James Clement. Yeah. Yep. Mhm. He's in my yeah, top ten. You know, I think if I mean, you consider everything, if you consider everything with an open mind, you consider their record. You consider leadership. You consider entertainment value. You consider how much they had an effect on other players that went on to do well, you know, sort of like mentoring them. becomes tough, like I keep saying, after about the first four or five, six through ten is going to get pretty tough. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of options. And actually, I've already shifted around a few people uh, just based yeah. off of. I, I haven't, off I of haven't even wrote, I I haven't even wrote down a list yet. I haven't even wrote down a list. I know who my top three are going to be, but that's all I know for right now. And I would say Ozzy was pretty good too. Yeah, I mentioned Ozzy. I, love, I, mentioned, 
I mentioned Ozzy as one of the ones that didn't win. He's kind of in the yeah. class with you, you. You consider Ozzy, Joe, and Malcolm. They're all like the same. Yeah, I love Malcolm. One of the things, mm-hmm. things that I look at with Ozzy is now grant, granted uh, for was he part of was he part of Game Changers? What what season was he? Was he a part of the head Haley as the uh, the head? Uh, what season? What season was it? They had to vote him out three times. That was uh, uh, that South was South Pacific. One of them, one of them, he uh, did voluntarily. Yeah. And yeah, that it was, was game changers. I'm thinking. And I, the, I understand. Uh, I understand. Ozzy's kind of like a really true survivor. He could really probably survive out there if he needed to. He really could. But as far as the games, you know, playing the game survivor, he's one of those that, and I put Malcolm in this, he's one of those I think Jeff really looked after and kind of gave extra chances maybe. Gave him extra chances because actually they were actually so good that they kept getting voted off because they were good. (laughs) And that's probably why he was. They were given so many chances because, you know. Well, I, I mean, I mean, so many. I don't mean with seasons. I mean, so many chances within the same season. Yeah. You know, it's like. Uh huh. How many times do we have to vote you out before Jeff don't figure a way to bring you back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another thing, too, with Ozzy is the fact that uh, in Micronesia, he was actually in a dominant position before he got blindsided. You know, he was, th- that was when they when uh, Parvati and Sari decided to form the Black Widow Alliance. Yeah. Well, Ozzy, Ozzy was never known for strategy. No. He was known for providing for the camp. He was known for being great in challenges, great in the water, and he was known for being a flirt. He was never known for using much strategy. If he would have had Richard Hatches' mind or Austin Robb's mind, he would have won. Oh, yeah. Because he had everything else. He had all the other skills. He just didn't have oh, he was, the mindset to be a strategist and figure out how to get there. You know, hell, he was he, he was he was lucky to have even made the merge in uh, Game Changers, his final season as of now. Yeah, the fact well, and you know was, uh, another thing though you have to look at Steve is people like him, Malcolm, Joe, all these threats. You know. When they come back, there's going to be a target, and it's I mean it makes it's even harder for them. You know, it's even harder yeah. for them. Um, that's why it was so amazing that Tony won Winners at War. It was like, did they not know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If I, yeah. if I have Tony, if if I have Tony out there as one of my opponents, I'm voting him off the very first chance I get. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
if you if you let him get by those first couple of votes, he's just gonna he's gonna play the once he gets those roots in like uh, like Tyson uh, mentioned on uh, on Winners at War, he's gonna build a home. You know, right? He's gonna he's gonna officially burrow those those roots in deep and basically take over the game, which. Yeah. Is kind of what happened in uh, in Winners at War. Um, what were some reasons that you, when you were looking at doing this, what were some of the reasons that you cut people, Melissa? What what was what went through your head as to why? Okay, they're not going to make my list. What? Specifically, was it their annoyance? Um, <laughs> you know, there were some that I thought were um, too cocky. Some were too boring. Um, some just flew by the seat of their pants. Got lucky. Um, those oh. are the ones that I, I let's just say. John Cochran, for instance, don't like him. Not necessarily. I mean, he's probably a really great guy, but on Survivor, he was just not my favorite. Okay. And I do don't know other so. people that say that Cochran. Game. Huh? Don't forget, he played a perfect he... game. He's one of the two survivors, him and JT, to have played a perfect game, which is not getting a single vote cast against them the whole game, and being the jury. Well, that's hard to do. Well, I mean, seriously, you know, at, that is that every, is hard to do. That yeah, is hard every to single do. one of us. Every single one of us are going to have um, different ones on our list. Right. Oh, I and, agree. I'm just I'm just uh-huh. pointing out that. I'm just pointing out that as a uh, as a feat, that's hard to do. It's hard to do not to even get a vote. Yeah. Well, like well, like Ozzy was definitely one that was kind of lower on my list because he was cocky, and then the fact that you know he's like, oh, just go ahead and vote me out. I can uh, get back into this game just. Very easily, so vote me out, and I could do this, and and then and he wasn't wrong. <laughs> well, it didn't. I mean, it didn't backfire on him exactly. It didn't backfire. Yeah, you know, he came right back. And then in. kind of his uh, 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 speech at the end is like, oh, nobody here wants to vote for any of you. And yeah. It, oh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean I dislike Ozzy. I'm just saying that that kind of uh, you know, kind of uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. When you're talking about JB, cockiness. JB, what about you? What's a, what's a deal breaker to you? Um, what What could there be about a player where you say no, you're not going to make my list. 
any kind of boring player, one that's uh, oh, there have been some guys riding, you know, the coattails. Uh, you know, who who are they? I don't know right offhand, but I know there have been some guys that rode some coattails. Uh, maybe not to the end, but uh, rode the coattails to, you know, even get to the uh, uh, merge and maybe a little bit further. But uh, for me, I I also go by uh, wins as far as... Uh, let me, my my brain is kind of, you know, my brain is kind of farting out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just wait until you young people get as old as me. My God. <laughs> like uh, okay. immunity or and or reward uh, challenges, uh, I go by... Uh, a lot of uh, guys that have, uh, you know, had a lot of immunity and uh, reward challenges, and I also, and I also uh, put in there too uh, different factors on uh, where they ended in the game. And, you know, are they really, uh, oh, what do you call it? Not not uh, eye candy, but are they really, uh, you know, TV people? Yeah. Um, you brought up another good point. Um, I mean, there's so many different things to consider. Melissa, do you place much emphasis on how good certain people are in challenges? Does does that matter to you? Yeah, it does. I I think that people that are really good at the challenges, they're entertain they're entertaining. They laugh. They can laugh at themselves. Um, I take all of that into consideration, and I also take the and it really depends on the season and it I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah yeah usually the you go by season and I think well they're they're kind of lacking in the challenge department but they're really good at strategy or vice versa. They may not right. have strategy which like Ozzy. They may not have strategy, but they have a lot of, you know, they're a lot of challenge, and they're cute, and that, you know, they have a whole bunch of things going for them. Uh, Steve, what about you? Do, do the challenges play much of a, a role in in your top ten? I mean. Yes and no. It's more of a middle sort of thing. Like, you could be average at challenges. Like, like Cochran, for example. You know, Cochran, he, I mean, let's face it, he was 
no good in the water whatsoever uh, his first season. Uh, but, you know, puzzles he excelled at. So you don't necessarily have to be the best challenge performer because, I mean, yeah, take a look at, take a look at Tony. You know, he didn't win any individual immunities his first go-around in Cagayan, and he won over Wu in the finals. So you don't necessarily have to be a dominant challenge performer to be considered a top ten player. If you can, if you can make up for that, if you can make up for that with your social and your strategic uh, parts of your game. Teresa, what about you? Do you place much emphasis on people that are are good at challenges? Teresa still here? She's uh, she's connected. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I had y'all on mute. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I take into consideration, like like one of them being challenges, and I guess part of it too is I look if they're nice guys or not. Jamie, what about you? Do challenges matter? Oh, like like I said, they do matter, and I also look at the overall uh, picture also. Now, Melissa brought up something, I think I heard her right. She brought up and said something about someone being cute. Do looks play, in, do looks play into it at all? Sometimes, no. Not for well, me. Well, with me, with me, um, it does with me. If I think they're hot and they're they're really good at challenges and um, maybe really good at strategy, maybe they're super sweet, maybe they're super nice. It all it just kind of all wraps up in a nice big package. You know I, I, I sort of think what Melissa is saying in a big, long explanation that I'll break down pretty quickly is she likes stud muffins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a stud muffin. Yeah, baby. You like, you, like the, you like the eye candy, Melissa. Yeah. Well, I like, yeah. Eye, I like eye candy, too. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, a lot of them get caps because of that, you know? It's like, well, I was going to say, on, come on, guys, uh, come on, yeah. If, if we were talking about the top ten women, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You missed it, Teresa, because you weren't on at the start. This is a three-part series. Tonight's males, next week is females, and then the following week is seasons. <laughs> <laughs> As far as as far as looks go, I'll just I'll just tell you what JJ has asked me before. Jim, why does it seem like the hottest girls are the ones that talk to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they're the ones that like their ego stroked. I don't know. You know, you have to figure a way to you have to figure a way to get them talking, and I'm pretty good at it. So, um, but you know, with I mean, it plays a part in casting. You know, they they cast, they try to cast good-looking people, a good mix. Um, 
But don't you don't you really appreciate someone, a guy or a girl that is really, really hot, but yet they get down and dirty and play the game? Don't you appreciate mm-hmm. them more? Yeah, I can't remember who who the girl was, but she was on Cairo. She seemed to, in spite of being on Survivor, in spite of all this, somehow she always had on makeup. Well, they don't always have on makeup. I'll tell you a little secret. I think you ladies should know this. Andrea told me this because people were asking the first season she played, you know, after it's like 10, 15 days in, how the hell does it look like her makeup's still perfect? She said there is a type of makeup you can use that lasts longer. So, because I asked her that. And, in fact, in fact, she posted under one of, well, our only dummy account at the time. It was a Missy AE dummy account. She was using one of my Facebook accounts to post in um, whispers so people would know who she was, and she would answer questions, you know, as to what she thought, but actually she was answering to what she knew. Um, and, and people kept asking that, and she replied that out in whispers under my fake account um, to let people know maybe it's the brand of makeup because some last longer than the others. So just throwing that out there, I don't know anything about women's makeup, you know. I just know they take a long time to put it on. <laughs> and... Uh- and like uh Natalie from uh Redemption Island, I mean she she was definitely a goat that season. That she just basically all she did was lay on the beach and look pretty. Yeah, but we're we're gonna get to them next week. We're gonna concentrate on these dudes tonight. We're 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 doing dudes this week and we're doing cuties next week, so well, I will say this. I mean, he wouldn't be in my top ten, but he would get an honorable mention is Chris Daughtry because of the fact yeah. that he that he was the only male out of probably at least six females and he wins. I think it was more than that. Wasn't it Steve? Wasn't there like seven or eight females left with him? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but he was pretty outnumbered. Like, uh, he had, a lot of people would think he would have as much of a chance of survival as a wing on your plate. Right, right. But yet he pulled through and he won. And, uh, and, and I mentioned his name, you know, I read off the list of guys in case anybody forgot anybody. I'm going to go over them again, um, since Teresa may not have heard them. Um, so the the male winners: Tommy, Wendell, Ethan, Brian, Tom Westman, Aris, Ewell, Bob Crawley, Fabio, Ben, Adam, and Nick, Cochran, JT, Mike Holloway, Chris Daughtry, Chris Underwood, Tony, Rob, Earl, Jeremy, Tyson, Todd, and Richard Hatch. So if you've forgotten uh, anybody. Yeah, if you've forgotten Brian, anybody. 
did you mention Brian? Yeah, I mentioned Brian. Okay. Yeah. Well, another thing to look at too is uh, another thing to look at is how would these players do if they were to have played the same game on another season with different players? You know, yeah, I mean that matters. That matters. It was in your cast. You know, that's kind of one of the knocks on Rob was the season he did win. Um, it looked like a bunch of Rob fans in the cast. But, I mean, that's not Rob's fault. I mean, you play the dealt. You play the hand you're dealt, you know. Um, yeah. And it was, six, it, in a, it was six women, he, by he, the he way. Did it in a, he did it in a dominant fashion where, well, like we said earlier, he had the girls and the guys doing anything he wanted and voting anyway. They did everything he said. And his opponent, yeah. Russell, couldn't get nobody to do nothing. You know, they throw challenges to get rid of him. Yeah. And, uh, Jim, it, it was uh, it was six women, by the way. Uh, starting okay. with the third juror, Leanne, uh, he he was outnumbered six to one when there was seven wow. left. And he still won. Yeah. Still won. So, yeah, Teresa, you're right. He should be considered because that was an impressive win because, I mean, my gosh, look how easy it would have been to get rid of him. You know, how how easy would it have been for the girls to get rid of him? Yeah, and they didn't. And then, like, some, too, uh, I I think Melissa or JB mentioned this about some of them that right just kind of rode coattails. The two I think of is Troy Zan from Game Changers and uh, Jarvis from Blood vs. Water. Yeah. Is there anything, Melissa, have we left anything out that should be considered? No, I think that we've pretty much covered it. Mm-hmm. All right. Another so, one definitely for entertainment, if nothing else, was Philip Shepard. Yeah, but, yeah, but that yeah. was totally, totally just entertainment. That's all it was. I mean. Yeah, I think so, too. All he did was what Rob told him to do and walk around in pink underwear. I mean, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why I said solely entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he would – I don't think he'd be in the conversation. I think we've already listed a whole bunch of people that didn't win that probably should be considered. Um so we're an hour in. I guess it's time to maybe start picking apart list um, because we've got one hour left. Um, is there anybody that wants to go first? And, and uh, the way I want you to do it, the way I want you to do it, I want you to start at 10 and go up to 1. Is there I'll any volunteers first. to go first? I'll start first. All right. 
considering we just talked about him, uh, I actually removed Ozzy from my list and replaced him with Chris Daughtry, uh, Daugherty, or however you, however you say his name, Daughtry, Daugherty. Uh, it, it can't be ignored, the fact that he was able, despite playing the the huge aggressive game that he did, and the fact that he was very brash towards the women and everything, and I mean, they said that he, that that he was that he broke promises and abused relationships. The fact that he was able to be outnumbered six to one, and yet still win the game. Okay. I mean, that right there can't even be ignored. Okay, so I've got him at, at number ten. Okay. Um, all right, number nine. Gives, I got. And the way we're doing this is, if you're number ten, you get one point. If you're number one, you get ten. So I'm giving uh, Chris Daugherty one point right now. Uh, my number uh, nine who, is. Who is the, your number nine? Your number nine gets two points. My number nine is the king of the meat shield uh, strategy, Jeremy Collins. Okay. Number eight. All right. Number eight. I got. Uh, I got Benjamin Coach Wade because I still believe that he won South Pacific and had had his alliance pulled through in Token Chains, He probably was going to be on his way to a, to a win in Token Chains as well, just based off of right. uh, based off of how how he was able to control uh, his tribe. Okay. All right. You, uh, Num- what are you up to now? Uh, eight? Number seven. Yeah, I'm on, seven? I'm on number seven now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Coach got three points. You're on number seven for four points. Uh, seven, I got Tyson. Okay. Probably one of the best, probably one of the best characters that they've ever had. Happened to win a season, Blood versus Water. Uh, and granted, he got, he got uh, completely hoodwinked by Russell into voting himself out. He's still probably one of the one of the more dominant challenge players, but also one of the more dominant strategic play, uh, strategic winners that the show has had. Okay. All right. You're up to number six. Uh, number six goes to the uh, the first winner of the perfect game, JT. Okay. He gets five points. And right next to him at number five is Cochran, the other perfect game winner. Okay. He gets six points. All right. Uh, You've only got four left. At number four, I am going with Yul Kwan, also known as the Godfather from, uh, from Cook Islands. Okay. That's seven points for Yul. You've got three left. Now, this one, at least with number two and number three, I kept switching back and forth. Uh, I settled on, uh, after tonight's uh, discussion in the first hour, I settled on Richard Hatch at number three. Okay. So Hatch gets eight points. And that leaves Uh, two people left. 
Number two, I put Boston Rob mainly because I consider, I still consider uh, All Stars to be a win for him, even though Amber technically won with the votes. Okay, so that's nine points for Rob. Your number one, who is your male, your best male player of all time? Hands down. Tony Blachos, if you can play as aggressive of a game as he played his first go-around, kind of screw up the second time, but yet still, but yet shift, uh, shift your game the way that you did while yet still sort of playing aggressive against all winners, I mean, how do you not rank him the number one male of all time? Okay. So there is Steve's list. Um, he's got Tony. Rob, Richard Hatch, the original. He's got Yule Kwan, John Cochran, JT, Tyson, Coach, Jeremy, and Chris Daughtry. That's that's his Ben Ben would have Ben would have been on my list, but I dropped him because of uh because of the fact that the only reason why he won was because of production interference. Okay. All right. Who wants to go second? JB, Teresa, Melissa? I'll go second. All right. Go ahead, JB. Who is your number 10? Okay. My number 10 will be Colby. Okay. Colby gets a vote. All right. Colby gets a point. All right. Number nine. Number nine is Chris. Chris Daughtry. Chris, Chris uh, Daughtry, not Chris Underwood, yeah. right? Okay. All right, so no, Daughtry not Chris gets, Underwood. Daughtry gets two. All right, your number eight player who will get three points. Uh, Coach Wade. Okay. He makes number eight on both JV and Steve's list. All right, who is your number seven? They get four points. Tyson Apostle. Okay. And Steve had him at, at the same spot. Did you guys copy? No. <laughs> cut, cut, uh, uh, cut, copy, and paste. There you go. Blaming, you know blaming, yeah, you know cut, copy, and then pasting. Except JB, what JB, what JB did was he actually erased my name this time instead of posting, instead of uh, putting my name on there. <laughs> okay, number six, JB, they get five points. Uh, Earl Cole. Okay, someone that Steve didn't even have. Okay. All right. Uh, number uh, four, they get. Wait a minute, are we on a four or five? What was Earl, five or six? I think Earl was five. Okay. So number four gets seven points. Wait, no, no, Earl was six because uh, his previous one was Tyson. I gave him five points, so I thought he was six. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's see. Colby, Chris, Coach, 
Tyson, Earl, and my next one is uh, JT. Okay, so JT is number five, right? Uh, JT is number one, two, three, four. Let's see. He should be five. Uh, I don't know. I didn't put an I didn't put a number by my name. God how, many you, anyway. how many do you have left? How many do you have left? Uh, I have one, two, three, one, two, three, four guys left. Okay, that's right, Tim. We're right. We're right. Okay. Um, you're number four. Uh, Penner. Peter comes in with seven big points. Okay. Number three. Uh, I go Richard Hatch. Okay. That's where Steve had him. Another eight points for Hatch. My number one and number two are the same as uh, Steve. Uh, Rob. You've got Rob. Rob is uh, next. Okay. And then Tony, uh, number one. Okay. All right. Who wants to go next, Teresa or Melissa? I'll go next. All right, Teresa. Give me your number me, 10. Okay, let me find where I put it. <laughs> Terry Deets. Terry Deets comes in with a point, okay? Number nine. Uh... Tyson. Okay, Tyson with two more points. Okay, number eight. Chris uh, Daughtry. Okay, three more for Chris Daughtry. Uh, seven. Number seven. Nick. Nick Wilson comes on the board with four points. Okay. Number six, they get five points. Coach. Okay. All right, number Uh, five, they get six points. Okay, I'm going, uh, I'm going to break a a trend here, but Tony. Okay, six points for Tony. Okay. Okay. Um, number four. JT. JT gets seven. Okay. Number three. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy gets eight points. Number two. Mike Holloway. Holloway on the board with nine. Ooh. Yeah, okay, and you're number one. Colby. Colby? All right, he's at Dickens. And you did not have Boston Rob. Very interesting. Everyone's silent that she didn't have Boston Rob. <laughs> All right, Melissa, you're up. Give me number ten. Hmm. Okay, but first I got to do a couple of honorable mentions. 
Okay. Honorable mention is Joe Algrim. Okay. And Jeremy Collins. Okay. 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 So then my number 10 is Jay Starrett. Is who? Jay Starrett. Okay. Jay, who's now a, uh, a regular on the challenge. Yep. Okay. Um, Malcolm Malcolm Freeberg. Okay. At number nine. Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Ozzy at eight. Ozzy. Okay. Yep. Ozzy at eight. Jonathan. Number. Jonathan at seven. Yep. Okay. Rupert. And who you got at six? Rupert. Rupert. You like the non-winners. All right. I forgot about uh, Rupert. <laughs> Number Ethan? five, Ethan. Ethan gets six. He's on the board. Mhm. Okay. Um, number four, Savage. Savage. Oh wow! I didn't think about that one either. Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. Yeah. Savage on the board with seven. All right. Number three, Colby. Colby with some more votes. Uh-huh. He gets All right. eight more. All right. You got two left. Tony. Tony at number two. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. Number one. And Rob. Okay. So I've got all yours, and just being – very open and honest. I've got my top four. I got to put the rest of them together. <laughs> I've got my uh, top Tim's four. Work, t- Tim said yeah. he's Tim? about ready with his. So okay, uh, I have uh, to, I'm trying to see if well, he, have, I'm trying to see if he's going to post it. All right, I let's, have get to admit Tim, let's get Tim's while I'm looking at mine. Okay, I have to admit something, Jim. Though I what? didn't have my top ten. I did not have it. As I, did, I didn't either. You, you see, I didn't As either. You I see was, what you see what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to put it together right now. I, I did not have it done. I, I wanted I to listen to everything. There, I wanted to listen to everything and then go from there. And called in at when I sat down, called in. I got on my computer and started looking at all the seasons and picked my favorites from each season and then narrowed it down. <laughs> so the ones that I really that you, stood out to me the best. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm adding. One, two, three. Jim, I originally had Russell at number ten, but as I, I, I forgot put, uh, that he that he got voted out with an idol around his neck. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. And as soon as you said yeah. that, I'm like, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't yeah. very good. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Russell um, would never be on my top ten. Like, 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 like we talked about all night, my first four were really easy. And now it's like, holy crap, now how do I decide? <laughs> the first four were easy. Now, Lord, have mercy. Um, oh. Is Tim working on his? Yeah, he said, "Hang on a moment." He's uh, he's getting it right yeah. now. 
Oh, that's contagious, Melissa. I know. I have been really um, the past week or so not feeling so good. So, yeah. I know. It's like I was kind of that way last week, and then uh, I don't know what it what what it's been about the students, but I guess it's uh, since they know it's towards the end of uh, the school year, they've been pushing every button they can. Yep. All right, Jim, you ready? Yeah. Wait. Hold on, just a second. I got. I've got two left on my list that I'm. I'm putting points on. Um. All I got left, number ten. Um. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a puppy by its toe. <laughs> I'm gonna go right there okay all right i've got my 10 for whenever we're ready all right uh tim what about you all right uh for number Number 10 10. tim has tim has dominic from uh uh what's it called ghost island all right one point for dom uh number nine he's got coach wade okay two points for coach wade okay Number eight, he, number eight, he's got Penner. Okay, three for Penner. All right, number seven. Number seven, he's got Wendell. Okay, four for Wendell. All right, number six. Number, number six, he's got Cochran. Cochran gets five. Okay, number five. Five, he has Yule. Okay. Number four? Number four, he's got Jeremy. Okay. Number three? Number three, he's got the OG, Richard Hatch. Okay, eight. Okay, number two? Number two, he has Boston Rob. Okay. And number one? Number one, he's got Tony. Okay. All right. He said uh now. he said as well, uh if not for if not for winners at war, uh Tony's up there but not number one. Yule would be further down and Wendell wouldn't even be on his list. And he also said an honorable mention goes to Spencer. Okay. All right. That sounds good. All right. Steve, take over for a minute or two. Um, I'm fixing to pull my Jeff folks and go tally the votes, and I'll be back with what we've come up with as our hey, top ten. Hey, 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 hey. You what? have not told us your top ten yet. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Number ten, I have Earl Cole. Number nine, I have Jeremy Collins. Number eight, I have Jonathan Pinner. Number seven, I have Coach Wade. Number six, I have JT. Number five, I have Cochran. Number four, I have Yule Kwan. Number three, I have Richard Hatch. Number two, I have Boston Rob. And number one, I have Tony. Okay. 
So I, I did have two non-winners, Penner and Coach. I, I, I thought I thought a lot about Chris Daughtry and Tyson, but I don't know. I just didn't go. And, and you know, and maybe we didn't consider Tom Westman enough. He was really, really good too. But uh, when you when you're doing this, it's it's hard if you're just narrowing it down to ten. If you do it twenty, it's yeah. a whole lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, and another one, another one too, uh, that I don't think we talked a lot about was Todd, with right. uh, the fact right. that normally, normally, exactly. Normally, when you play, normally when you're a winner, you play out from out front. He played from behind in his right. alliance, and if anything, yeah, Todd, Todd played a hell of a game. I play the hell of a game. Right, you guys, you guys chat while I, you guys chat while I do some tallying. You know, I, I was I was kind of shocked actually when I saw Tim's list because of the fact that uh, you know he's been such a such a huge uh, advocate for Todd in recent uh, or in past podcasts that we've done that. I'm surprised that Todd, that Todd wasn't uh, wasn't one of the uh, one of the names on his list, and you know, I, it it kind of got me thinking, you know, with with Todd pulling off one of the biggest moves I believe in honestly Survivor history, the fact that he was able to get James to not use any of his two immunity idols, even though James uh, was sort of feeling uneasy holding on to them as long as he was. I kind of looked at it as, okay, Todd, he has only played once, but how would he fare in a second season? You know, and, and that's sort of some of the things that, we, that, that we've been looking at with some of these, uh, you know, with, with some of these rankings. Killed me to not put Penner in my top ten. Well, I know one that I had on my list, but uh, I ended up uh, taking him off was Ty. Oh, Ty from uh, from Colorado. I, ca- yeah. I kind of had to, I kind of had to pause there and go and be like. Ty, Ty, where, where do I remember a Ty? Um, yeah, you know, I could kind of see the argument for Ty, you know, maybe being at around like the number 10 spot because of because of his long stay on both of his seasons that he played and also because of the fact that, I mean, he, he basically dismantled the dominant alliance or the dominant tribe, I should say, uh, being the Braun tribe by refusing to, to form the super idol. Now, if he had formed the super idol that season and, you know, Scott or, or Jason, I forget who was, it was Scott that was, that was uh, voted out that night. And if Scott had stayed, you know, things could have, could have drastically changed that season. Yeah. 
So I think I think you know Ty, Ty was another was another one that uh, that could that was uh, could have been in consideration as well. But uh, you know, for for anybody for anybody that's listening, uh, just want to give a little reminder. As Jim mentioned earlier, uh, next obviously tonight we did the males, the top ten males. Next week we'll do the top ten females, and the week after that we will do the top ten seasons. Uh, and obviously, you know, there's a whole bunch of content that we have in our archives with the Survivor Memories and Big Brother Memories and all the other Memories <laughs> podcasts uh, with interviews, actually, with with some of the uh, some of the former cast members from those seasons. So. If you got, if you guys want to, and you, and you haven't yet, subscribe to the Missy AE podcast on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Missy AE, or on iTunes, and I believe it's also Apple Podcasts. I think too that it falls under uh, by searching Missy AE, and you'll get the opportunity to listen back to some of those uh, some of those podcasts that have actually had some very some very huge behind the scenes information that. I guarantee it. Not a lot of us knew about. And you kind of wonder how these uh, people, how these uh, ex-survivors that uh, called in, how they even remembered all the stuff going on in their uh, in their uh, season. But like me, Jamie, I don't want to, I don't want to toot my horn, but toot toot, I kind of know what to ask them. <laughs> hey, you, I, I, I know, I know you, you know, you know what to ask. <laughs> All right, this is this is interesting because we've got a three-way tie for. 10, 9, and 8, two-way tie for 6 and 7, and then we got a clear-cut oh, wow. top five. Damn. So. Well, I bet 50 bucks I know what, who uh, number one is. All right. Here we go. And I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the point totals so you'll see if, if it was close um for certain spots. Like I said, uh eight, nine, and ten is a three way tie. Seventeen points, three way tie for eight, nine, and ten. The three players are John Cochran, Coach Benjamin Wade, and Jonathan Penner. Huh. So there is eight, nine, and ten. Now the next two, six and seven, is a two-way tie with nineteen points. Jeremy and Colby Donaldson. Number five with twenty points, just one point more than Jeremy and Colby, is Yule Kwan. Number four with 23 points is JT, James Thomas. 
Number three with 32 points is Richard Hatch. Number two with 46 points is Boston Rob. And number one with 55 points is Tony Vlachos. Honorable mention, Earl Cole had six, Tyson had ten, Chris Daughtry had six, Mike Holloway had nine, Nick had four, Ethan six, Wendell four, uh, Jay had one, Terry Deitch one, Ozzy three, Dom one, Rupert five, Savage seven, and Malcolm two. Oh, yeah, and Earl Cole six. So. That's what we came up with, people. What do you think? Is it is it a good list? Mm-hmm. No matter what, yes, it's a good list. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, from 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 being able to uh, to to analyze everything tonight. I think we I think we uh, we compiled together a pretty so, a pretty solid uh, top ten though I am kind of surprised though that uh, that Colby uh, where, where where was Colby ranked six or seven? Uh, Colby was in a tie for six and seven with Jeremy. Yeah, I was. I, I'm they they both had nineteen. That, uh, that they Colby both had nineteen points. They both had 19 points. So we do have, you know, when we started looking at this, we were wondering, that was one of the questions, do you have to win to make this list? And obviously you don't because we had Coach, Penner, and Colby. Three of the ten spots are people that didn't win. And it was... It was kind of like I said, um, the top three spots were pretty much never in doubt. It was after that where, okay, who's going to be four? You know, who's going to be four? Is that going to be Ewell? Um, Is that going to be JT, Jeremy? Who's that going to be? So kind of the top three were pretty solid, and then it gets into the debate after that. And JT comes in at four. He beat Yule by three points. Yule was number five. And that may have had something to do with Yule's performance in Winners at War. Because if you just go by the season he won, he's probably top four, at least. But you throw in Winners at War, and maybe he drops down a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of true. I had, you know, I had, uh, I had JT ranked where I had him ranked mainly because I probably would have had him higher. He didn't fall for, you know, for Russell's, uh, for for the whole thing about, you know, the men being picked off and Russell being in trouble, uh, and also just his disastrous outing he had on uh, on uh, Game Changers. Yeah. Right. So, um, any any comments like 
I can't believe they made it, or I can't believe so-and-so didn't make it. I'm surprised. Uh, No, actually, I'm not surprised. Never mind. (laughs) You can say it, you know. (laughs) I mean, you're you're going to be a podcast host, so you need to get ready to say what you think. <laughs> no, I just um, I was just kind of shocked that Rupert wasn't mentioned more. Oh, okay. But but that's just me. Rupert Rupert may be one of those players that a lot of people look at as having so many chances and not ever being able to to actually do anything. I mean, yeah, but I enjoyed him every single time. Wise, yeah, he checks that box. Um, being uh, likable, yeah, he checks that box. But strategy-wise, on challenges, he checks the box. But strategy-wise and total outcome, he falls a little short there. Maybe that's uh, Maybe that's what some people looked at. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people kind of blame Rupert because one season that he didn't win, he won America's Favorite, and he got a million dollars even though he didn't win. And maybe a lot yeah. of people hold, hold that against him, you know. Well, and I, but I think he deserved it. That's what, I, I don't care. He's just yeah. one of my faves. I think another I think people might look at too that is the fact that you know he decided to switch with his wife and basically agree to go home first essentially and yeah but that, you know what you know what I, I know a lot of people look at that as as like being stupid but I'm just going to tell you, I would have done the same thing if that was me and JJ. I would have done the same thing. So uh, I think I'm he not going to knock him for that. You know, I'm not I mean, that's his wife. Come on. Yeah. He's played before and she hasn't. Um, I mean, if that's me and I've played a couple of times and my wife hasn't, I'm <laughs> going to leave and let her play. I mean, we all know we all know how I play in a whispered game. If JJ's playing, you don't mess with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, once I, 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 I get that, I get that. that. I don't, I don't really knock him for that. I get that. I think he gets more criticism because of his overall finishes and that he got that million dollars when he didn't even win. You know, a lot of fans don't like that. Uh, well, that's their problem. And I think one they also, a lot of fans have heard what I said about him on All-Stars and what he said during uh, or right after doing a confessional. He had broke down in tears on his confessional about missing his fam, missing his wife and everything. 
Then he went back to camp laughing, and he told everybody, well, that ought to get a few fan-favorite votes. I think one, uh, one, one player that definitely got affected tonight was, was Ben because of the fact that even though he had those flashy plays where he would, uh, where he would play the, uh, the immunity idol or his Ben bombs, as he would call them, uh, yeah. that, and also he was dragged. Technically, you could, you could say he was dragged during uh, Winners at War, you know, towards the, the final, final five or final four, wherever he ended up finishing. Um, you know, I think the fact that, as I mentioned before, a lot of people believe that, it, first off, he was supposed to be gone on day 38. He wasn't even supposed to have won his original season. But production loved him so much that they decided, hell, let's not make this a, a vote. Let's go immediately into a, uh, into a fire-making challenge automatically. Okay. Yeah. At the uh, at the final four, and that's basically where that whole trend has started. Well, I think you know. I think if we're all honest, each one of us is going to look at this top ten, and they're going to see someone they don't agree with. But that's how we do this. But you know, that's how we're going to do this yeah. next week and the week after. It's going to be a combined effort. And uh, a consensus as to what we all think together. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it may not be year 10, but that's what the collective group of us came up with. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. The, the women is definitely going to be a lot harder. I mean, yeah, the top I, 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 kind of new. I agree. I think the women's going to be harder. And I think when we start really looking at the seasons, that's going to be tough, too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, there, I think the women, I think the women may be the hardest one we do. Yeah, there's a lot of stars out of the women to choose from. Uh, yeah, both, and a lot, you know, that, both women a lot and that didn't win. A lot that didn't win exactly. that should be considered. Yeah. You know, like I already said earlier, Suri is one of them. Stephanie LaGrosse is one of them. I mean, there's a lot of fantastic. And there's going to be fans of Aubrey that bring her up. So, um, Amanda Kimmel. Yeah. Amanda oh, Kimmel is another great example. Oh, yeah. Another, Eliza, Eliza Orleans. There's a lot of women that didn't win. Natalie Bolton. A lot of women that didn't win that should be considered. And it's like with the women, are you going to go OG with somebody like Tina, Jenna? Are you going to come up to, like, Kim Spradlin, somebody like that, you know? So um, it should be a lot of fun next week and probably a bigger debate than tonight was. I think, like I said, going into it, I think tonight everyone probably knew who the top three or four would be. And then it was kind of like everything else was up in the air. And I think that's how it played out, you know. I think everybody was pretty sure about their top three or four. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe things maybe things might be different uh, if depending on if Winners at War had cha- uh, had ended differently. I think maybe there would have been more of a discussion, like okay, maybe the same top three would be would be the same, but maybe in a different order. Yeah, uh, and to... another female another female I didn't bring up was Sarah Lucina. Where did where is she going to stand oh, yeah. in all of this? And what about Vesepia? Is she going to get any credit or still going to be ignored? You know, that is one of the travesties that uh, that has befallen Survivor is the fact that she still has not gotten a second chance yet uh, or a chance at another season. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, put on your thinking caps and uh, – don't just look at winners. Look at other females for next week um, and have your uh, talking points ready to debate and bring up someone um, as to why you think they deserve in the top ten. Or maybe there's someone that you know everybody's going to vote for and you don't think they should be in the top ten. You know, be ready next week with the, the females. Yep, and I'll have that. Uh, I'll have the uh, the advertisement ready tomorrow too for uh, so we can start advertising the females uh, one. It's it's uh, Thursday, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's highly likely, highly likely next Friday will be another uh, JoJo podcast, uh, including Gina Marie. That's highly oh. likely for next Friday. All right, I will I will mark that down. Did Gina lose her puppy? Yes, that's that's that was the bad news. I I posted I've been posting everywhere today that that JoJo put off the release of the video for a week because of uh well I, I actually told you guys in the mods I told you it was because of some a, a loss that Gina Marie had. She didn't feel like trying to promote this video this week with what Gina Marie was going through. Yeah, she lost she lost her dog. So, um, hopefully by next okay. Friday, you know everything will be a little better, and uh, we'll have JoJo and Gina Marie both, and we'll talk about the release of the video because okay. JoJo's she's holding it back for a week because of that, which I think that was is nice I, of her. I, I, yeah, I think that's very cool of JoJo to do that. You know, she put her yep. friend first instead of herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I ended up. I, thought, uh, I, I ended up purchasing. I ended up purchasing the thing right as uh, right as the song became available last uh, last Friday. Yeah. I, t- I talked to I talked to JoJo two or three times today about all of this, and uh, that's why I posted in mods. I wanted you know. I thought there would be eyes open, like, okay, what happened with the video? I just I wanted you guys to know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I'd mentioned Gina Marie uh, was dealing with a loss, everyone would figure out what it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For those of you who have, for those of you who have pets, you know they're part of your family. You know, 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just uh, we just had to put ours down on uh, on April Fool's Day, no less. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we've got it's, it's we've very got, tough. We've got little shit, and little shit's just like another having another child, you know. Um, oh yeah. So, um, uh, I've had to put one down before, Steve. I, I understand what you went through. I mean. Oh my God! I hated to do that, but it was best. It, it, yep. He had he had gotten so old, he couldn't even you know he used to always jump up on the sofa and he couldn't even do that anymore. You had to pick him up and move him, and he just barely got around. It was you know we took him to the vet and and they were just telling us you know there's really really nothing else we can do. And they kind of suggested yeah. you you might want to consider because you know he's in pain now. He's you know he His don't feel he's life in pain. Is, yeah, yeah. And so you have to make that decision. It hurts like hell, but you don't want him to suffer. You don't want him to be in pain. Yeah, I know. I lost my dog and my mom within two weeks of each mm. other. Mm. So it was like a That's double right. whammy. That's a, that sounds like me and my parents, Melissa. I lost my dad, and six weeks later, I lost my mom. Yeah. It, I mean, it was weird because I was, I was visiting my mom's house, and I didn't know yet. I walked in my mom's kitchen. We were sitting at the kitchen table, and she said, I got to tell you something. I said, what? So I figured it was something about one of my brothers or whatever, you know. And she she said that they had called her, and my dad had passed away. And then it was like six weeks later, she was gone. It was like, wow. I mean, this is, ugh, you know. But yeah, you, you get through. You get through it. You know, it's hard as hell, but you get through it. You know. You don't yep. forget, but it. You don't forget, but it does get a little easier with time. But you never forget. Right. Exactly. You always think about it. it's like with JJ's mom. You know. We always think about her and my mom on Mother's Day. Um, and then we think about my dad on Father's Day and their birthdays. You know, it's you never, ever forget. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to try to move on. You have to try to keep going, you know. So, yeah. I mean, the main thing with us is, you know, with my mom and my dad both gone, is our kids don't have those grandparents on my side. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, they've got, they've got really good aunts and uncles and cousins, so um, they're okay. But, uh, and, you know, we bring, we bring them up. We show them pictures and we talk. So, um but yeah, that's what happened with Gina Marie. Um, so she, you know, that's why she missed last week's pod was because her her dog was sick. That's why she had to miss last week. Yeah. And, and then this week, um, she loses she loses her dog. So. But uh, we got about eight minutes left before the overtime hour. Um, 
if anybody wants to bring up anything about this top ten list or you want to look a little bit ahead to the females or seasons and start getting your uh, points in about why you think it should be so-and-so, I mean, you know, the floor is open, whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Therese, I can't believe you're you're not taking the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You must have us on mute again. No, she disconnected, actually. Oh. Oh, she did. Uh Yeah, she left about, like, about, like, seven minutes ago or so. She still got a chance to call in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we got about seven minutes left. About seven minutes. Wow. Was it something we said? This this time tonight, debating the the male players like this, the time really kind of flew by. I, I think next week's is going to be even more interesting with the females. Who is better? Who is better, Kim Spraglin or Sarah Lucina? Where does where, where does Michelle Fitzgerald rank? What about Tina Wesson and Vesepia? You know, I didn't. Like, you know, it's, I didn't like them. They weren't well, my and Amber, how much credit is Amber going to get as opposed to did Rob really win that season for her? Does, is Amber going to get any credit? What about Natalie Anderson? She had a really horrible first appearance, and then she wins, and then, you know, it's debatable about her last appearance. Was that good or bad that she lasted a long time outside the game? I, I didn't like I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that twist. I don't like that. I like, what about I Sandra? Not like, what about can you rank Sandra number one after she basically quit? Um, I, mean, I wouldn't you make, make her number one. You make, the, you make the argument. Hey, she won twice. But then if you go back yeah. and look at how she won and then you look at how she quit, it's like, is that the best? We're going to say that's the best female? I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting next week. I mean, yeah. obviously a huge sticking point. A huge sticking point, obviously, is the fact that she, you know, she started off her survivor career two for two. And the fact that, you know, we talked about earlier tonight whether or not challenges would play a part. I mean, she's probably one of the worst play, one of the worst women in terms of challenge performance. Out of yeah, all exactly. The, out of That's all the true. players that would be in the discussion, you know. That's true. I mean, part of her strategy, part of her strategy was to try to sit out challenges. Yeah, as long as it ain't me, basically. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there's Danny Boatwright. You got to bring her up. Um, and next next week, I guarantee you, next week's gonna be a lot harder than tonight was. And I expect the final tally to be a lot closer. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. All right, we got about four minutes left, people. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be in the overtime hour because got something going on here. I got a, I, I got an early flight tomorrow, so um, I, I got to go. It's not that I have to pack. I have to go double check it what JJ packed for me because she does my packing. <laughs> where, so are you, to, where are you flying to? I'm flying to Miami. So um, I have to double check. And, you know, there's another one. As soon as I said Miami about the women next week, that reminded me of two more people, Brenda Lowe and Andrea yeah. Vocal. Neither one ever won, but they're both known as being very good players. Good eye candy, yeah, too. That's why for yep. the women it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot harder for the women. Yeah, not, you know, and two, female, two females. Of, two females I've been very close with. So um, I remember when they played together, it just ripped me apart. You know, especially oh, when they started going after each other, I was like, God, I, I don't even think I can watch this. That's my two girls right there. I don't. Uh, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> All right, two minutes left, people. Yeah. If you're going to get in, you need to get in. If not, that means you, if Tim. not, make sure you're here next week when we when we debate the the top ten females of all time on Survivor. And the following week, the top ten seasons. We're getting closer and closer and closer to where Big Brother's going to start this summer, and Big Brother's going to take over the podcast. And then Survivor will return more than likely in September, is my guess. Maybe October. What days are we going to be doing? What days are we going to be doing the podcast for Big Brother? We we try to do the Big Brother podcast. On the nights they don't have live things going on. Only on the nights where it's like, uh, you know, recaps. Or, uh-huh. or a night they're not even on. That's the best. Yeah, so that'll, I was that'll thinking. Be, that'll, be, that'll be up to you and Steve. But it does not work well if you try to do one on the night of the live eviction, unless you can yeah, do it right. Unless you can do it right afterwards, right afterwards, that works. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know we, if I want to do that we, uh, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's up to y'all. I mean, that's up to you and him. Uh, you know. Yeah. That's, okay. It's your, it's your podcast. It's whatever you think. It's your little baby and. You know, I'm just going to watch it grow. I'll call in a few times, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be your thing. Yeah, and obviously I'll I'll be the one I'll be the one handling the uh, the switchboard and everything. So, um, you know, I'll be getting uh, whatever callers uh, end up calling in. Right. Um, 
right? And all, all the left, I mean, like tonight, like tonight, it's like you probably can't tell, but Steve was operating the the board tonight. Um, we've done this so many times together, and you'll end up like that, Melissa. He, you know, he'll mention somebody, he'll speak to somebody or something, and you'll know, oh, okay, they're on, they're on. You make a little note. Write your little name down, and you know to come back to them and ask them something. You know, keep them involved. You know, just keep yeah. who's on there. I know Kansas. I know Kansas will be on there because she loves calling in for for Big Brother chats. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised she didn't call in tonight. Yeah, she me too. Seen it. She may not have seen it. And, and by the way, and I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't contact her. I didn't. I didn't contact her. I mean, full admission. I didn't. I didn't promote this week as much as I usually promote a week. So, um, and she, nice may, she just may not have seen it. She may not have seen it. Tim missed the cutoff point. He said uh, he just texted me or just messaged me right now saying. I was waiting for 10.59 like usual. Then, of course, my attention drifts, and I missed the cutoff. And I said, nice job, Tim Dean. <laughs> yeah, that's what, he gets for for the, that's what he gets for waiting for the last minute. And I'm surprised uh, Eddie didn't call. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe he didn't, you know. Eddie's more into, like, when you have guests. Or when it's a spoiler show, when it's a spoiler show, or a show after uh, you know the regular show that week, he's more into that. I don't, I don't know that he would get into these polls and debates and stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it'd be pretty cool to do this though. You know, it it, it it blocks off three weeks. Um, we get to debate a lot yep. of players and ideas and thoughts and come up with a list. And uh, we we should publish the this list in Whisper, Steve, this top ten um, as to what we came up with. And then, like I said, I think the female list is going to be a much much bigger debate. Um, yeah. And then I think Steve, yeah. I think seasons, I think seasons is going to be a debate too. Yeah, and and no, it's not going to be based off of looks for the top ten with the with the women. I know that I know that topic was brought up uh, earlier tonight. Um, <laughs> so you mean I'm going to be about. You mean, you, mean, you mean I can't? You mean I can't put Angie number one, Brenda number two, and Adrian number three? I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know if 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 uh, if yeah, Steve, Steve, you're correct. Steve, your correct answer is if you want to sleep on the couch, go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if if, uh, if, 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 if they were playing, if if they were playing for cookies, Angie would definitely be number one. But ah, uh, she, yeah, uh, she's a sweetheart. You know, you know, everybody knows she's pregnant again, right? No, I didn't. I didn't, know, yeah. that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, she's pregnant again. She's got a little boy, and uh, she's pregnant again. I'm not going to spoil what 
the sex is, but uh, she's she's married. She's she was married and divorced from the father of her first son, her first child, and now she's married again, and they're expecting um, her second child. Oh wow. And spoiler, her first little boy's middle name is James. And don't think my wife didn't ask me about that. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have anything to do with that, did you? Uh, She's just, Andy's just a sweetheart. She's just a sweet girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's, She's one of those that when she left the show, she just went to work, you know. She went out and made her own brand, went out and made money, you know, modeling and and doing the influencer stuff and and you know, she just, you know, left it behind. You know, she moved on. And that's what I suggest to the ones that I talk to and she's really good at that. She makes she owns a she owns her own um cosmetic line. So she's doing good. That's good. But I don't think she'll be on anybody's top ten. <laughs> Not unless I put her at ten just to get her one point. And I I I, <laughs> I, I can't even see myself doing that. <laughs> Because there's too many others. There's too many other good female players. You know? Yeah, there's a whole... There, it's, I, it's definitely going to be a lot harder selecting from the women as opposed to selecting from the men. Yeah. Anybody got anything going on this week they want to talk about? What? I said, does anybody have anything going on this week they want to talk about? No, not really. Mm -hmm. Not me, anyway. Well, yeah. I'm going to ask if anybody else has seen this. Because Megan, you know, I think everyone knows who Megan is. Um, She's like my adopted daughter. You know, her mom's in Sports Whispers, Jen. Um... She retweeted something today from a governor, and I don't know what state he's governor over, but on Wednesday nights, they're having a drawing every Wednesday night to people that have been vaccinated, and they'll draw one name every Wednesday night, and they'll win a million dollars. Governor Governor, Mike DeWine of Ohio. Yeah, it's DeWine of Ohio, yeah. So that's that's real. That's legit. Yes. That's legitimate, yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Talk about uh, trying to get people to get that vaccine. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Good gracious. Well, now we can get get little J.J. and Jenna vaccinated. 
I ended up uh, I ended yeah. up getting my first uh, on my night of debauchery, and then I'm scheduled to have my second on the 28th. <laughs> Luckily, I'm I got the Pfizer fully vaccinated. vaccine. So, Steve, how's the school situation there now? Uh, everybody's fully back. Those, I, I mean, they, they still have the option for those that have been on remote to stay remote for the rest of the year. But for the most part, everybody that is you know that was going a uh a uh a day b day uh they've all combined together and now everybody's going every day now so um i mean we still have you know obviously we still have to wear masks until until uh governor baker ends up lifting the uh the restriction uh for indoor mask wearing but um we still don't know, actually, you know, when it comes to those who are fully vaccinated, whether or not they'll still have to wear a mask or if, because uh, I know the CDC said today I think, that. I think what they're um, doing, I think what, I think what they're doing, is they're not mandating it, but I think they're strongly suggesting, even if you've been vaccinated, to continue wearing a mask. Yeah. Well. That's what Indoors. Uh, they've encouraged. I know Fauci made it. a statement. Fauci made a statement today that if you've been fully vaccinated, you can uh, take your mask off if you're outside, as long as you're not in close, close contact with a lot of people. Yeah. That you're not falling all over each other and stuff. But other than that, um, he thinks that you'll be safe not wearing a mask outside if you're fully vaccinated. Well, and I know a lot of the I know a lot of the sports stadiums are opening back up. Yep. Uh Fenway is back up to twenty five percent uh now for I believe it just went into effect a couple of days ago actually, I think. Yeah. I know it's been weird this year and I, I, I know I posted about this in Sports Whisper Steve. But there's been four times this season that the Razorbacks baseball team has played on the road that uh-huh. the other team decided to open up to full capacity. <laughs> uh-huh. it, wow. It, it, it's like, it's, it's like the, the school is saying, come on, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> and it still won't be enough. Yeah, it, it's happened four times, though, four times to the Razorbacks that the other team decided, okay, it's time to open it up to everybody. <laughs> Jeez. And speaking of, speaking of sports, uh, the sports pot, for those who who may listen in uh, to this show before Saturday night, uh, the sports pod will be back this week. Uh, I've already told Lou about it, so he'll be – He'll be joining me. Um, yeah, there's, you know, the, I had my one my one fun night of uh, of drunken debauchery where I downed an entire Jack Daniels. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> I 
well, my brother tested me and said that the abs are doing really good. Colorado Avalanche. Oh, yeah, the Avalanche. Yeah, the, uh, you know, that's another thing that uh, we're going to be talking about is the NHL playoffs are set to take place uh, this sat- starting this Saturday. So uh, the Avalanche are actually uh, in the running for the the President's Trophy, which goes to the top team in the in the uh, the team with the most points in the entire league. So yeah, they're uh, um, they're they're so far they're winning tonight. I think at least the last time I yeah, got five, updated. Yeah, five to one. It's not it's not even close right now. Colorado basically has tonight's game in the bag. I know. Um, wait a minute. Actually, I think. Do they hold? They may hold the tiebreaker with Vegas. So, assuming there's no catastrophic collapse tonight, uh, Colorado oh, may saying, actually get the. Uh... Hmm. Well, what was uh, my brother said that they'd be I, number one if they won tonight. I, I don't. I don't know about UJB or if Teresa. I, I think she left, but. Uh... All this hockey talk just goes right over my head. <laughs> well, see, I, I'm not really the one into hockey. My girlfriend was really into hockey, and I would actually go to, like, the um, the dinners and stuff that they would have and meet the players and get their autographs, yeah. and I would get them from my husband. My husband, that's pretty much the only sport that he'd watch. But I, our, I used to go. Our, go ahead. Our satellite, our dish, dropped uh, altitude, so my husband can't even watch the game. Wow. He can't even watch the, the avalanche. He can watch all of, all the other games, but he can't watch avalanche. And that's because oh. altitude raised the prices so high that dish had to drop them. Oh. So. I know the, I know the only, only hockey games I've been to were in Memphis. They used to have what I guess they call a minor league hockey team. Like it was the Memphis River Kings. They they drew great crowds and they promoted it really well because what they promoted was beer, babes, and brawls. <laughs> and they would have they would you know of course they sold beer and they have girls skating around during timeouts or whatever, and then they'd have the damn fights, the brawls. And that's what we went for was, you know, to watch the fights. That's what we wanted to see. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I don't even understand no, the That's rules. what most people go for. That's what I just, most people I just, go I just for, wanted to see the fights. It's the only sport where the referees just back up and say, hey, Go for it. Fight each other. And then they'll step in later, you know. They just they just that's let you fight. <laughs> Jim, that's how it used to be. Now now because of uh, a whole bunch of concussions that have that have happened uh over the past couple of years, now all of a sudden the league is like, Oh no, we gotta we gotta protect our athletes. Uh as, as soon as you see a fight potentially happening Try to break it up as quickly as possible. 
I mean, there's been times where players have dropped the gloves and they're, you know, trying to size each other up, and then the refs would the refs would uh, would immediately break them up. I mean, it's some of the some of the most idiotic bullshit I've ever seen out of a out of a sport. Yes, I remember. I remember. You know, when we go and watch, I mean, I mean, they let them fall. I mean, they'd even be swinging the damn sticks at each other. <laughs> you know, they'd hit each other in the head with the sticks. I mean, it was, it was like WWE meets hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to change the subject. Hey, Jim, I got, you I got the I-40 bridge. Uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Melissa. Well, I was going to say that I-40 bridge from Arkansas into Tennessee is closed down. Did you see that? Uh, one about Arkansas and Tennessee closing down? It's from Arkansas to Tennessee. That's the I-40 bridge. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I don't, I didn't notice if JJ posted today or not. She's got a picture of that. She's got a picture that she was going to post. Because, Uh yeah, I mean, Mike, we've been across that bridge. I can't tell you how many times. Um, Uh And it's really, really affecting everything because that Interstate 40 that leads into Memphis. It's known as Trucker Alley. I mean, eighteen wheelers, mm-hmm. and they burn that interstate up. And now they're having to to detour mm-hmm. and go around. Um, yeah. and the this this will be a spoiler because I know this is what she was going to do when she's going to post it. She's got the picture saved with the with the crack. She's got the picture saved, and she's going to tell everybody. When I showed this to Jim, he said, well, that's going to take a lot of damn duct tape. Yep. <laughs> yeah, really. If she posts that picture, you know what she's going to say, because she already told me. Oh, my God. I don't know if she did it today or, or not. I I don't think she's been online today. I, I noticed yeah. her posting. I but uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, I they said I don't, I don't, I don't know how long, I don't know how long it'll take them to fix that. Well, they said the temporary fix is going to be at least two months. Wow. Yeah. Oh my so God. Be, well, at least for long us, one. at least for us, if we go to Memphis from here, we can go through Mississippi. And and go up the highway there and don't don't you have to cross a bridge? We come up on the other side of Memphis, but we don't have to do the bridge. Normally that would be yeah. the way we go though. Um, they do have another bridge there. I guess it's still operating. It's off of I fifty five. The one you're talking about is off I forty, right by the mm-hmm. pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they do have one that you can take I-55, but it's an old bridge, only two lanes. Um, so I'm sure the traffic's really, really backed up if people are taking that one. Um, if, if we go up there now for anything, we'll just go through Mississippi and not even, you know, we'll just stay on the highway and not even take the interstate. 
Yeah. And I heard I heard that's what a lot of truckers are doing. I heard a lot of truckers are cutting across and coming through like uh, and going across the Helena West Helena Bridge and taking Highway 61 from Mississippi up through to get to Memphis, or you know because they have to in Memphis they have to either you know try to hit 40 or 55. Again, so um, yeah, I'm sure it's a big pain in the ass. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that thing cracked like that. I, you know, I, I saw the picture JJ's gotten. It's a, it's a pretty serious crack. And she said, she said she heard him on the news saying when they inspected it and they saw it, they stopped and said immediately get everyone off this bridge. Yep. Because it, it's right, it's it's above the Mississippi River. Uh huh. So, yeah, I guess hey, I Jim, guess that story. I guess that story went more than local. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jim, don't look now, but uh, Garrett Richards has won three straight. Uh yeah. I'm telling you, the, I'm telling you the best, the best thing they did in the off season was bring Alex Cora back. I'm telling you. Six innings, six innings tonight, no runs allowed, three walks, four strikeouts. His ERA is now three point eight nine. So down it, so from it, the twelve, it went, it went under four. It was. And yeah. the good thing for them Which is they're going to get Chris. The good thing for them they're going to get Chris Sale back pretty soon. Yeah, and they're finally starting to get hitting from play, from players like uh, Hunter Renfro, Bobby Dalbeck. He had another homer tonight. Uh, plus, they got Jaron Duran hitting absolute bombs. They're going to have to keep him on the roster. They're just going to have to. Uh, there's there's a lot of people that they can that they can uh, that they can toy with uh, on potentially uh, calling up if if they need to with with what they yeah. have going down in the minors right now. Uh, I mean, tr- uh, what's it called? The that first baseman they got out of high school a couple of years ago, uh, Tristan Casas. He's now hitting bombs at Double A like it's nothing. Yeah, see, that's the thing so, after after. After Dom left, it's taken a few seasons of suffering to build up the minors again and build up your system how you should do it, you know, and not just yeah. go out and sign a ton of free agents, bring up your own players, develop your own players. I mean, that's how they did it with, with Bogarts and Devers and um, Benny when they had JBJ. I mean, not that basket. That's how they did it, you know. And it worked. And then, of course, when Dom comes in, he's to hell with that. I'm going to go sign every big name I can sign. I don't care if it is Sandoval. Oh, they they just blasted the uh, Athletics eight to one tonight. Yeah. And the Oakland, well, actually, got, believe it or not, the, there's they got the best record. They've got the best record. Who would have ever thought that? They're, yeah. You know, you know, they're, uh, 
there's talk that Oakland may actually move to Vegas and follow, follow the I, Raiders. What I read, what I read was they were going to move to Montreal. Well, if they if they use that old stadium, I could see that. Yeah, you know where they had the Montreal Expos. That's that's what yeah. I read. Um, but Vegas would make sense, you know, since the Raiders moved there, it would make sense. Yeah, I mean they they did do the uh, Major League Baseball did do that scouting. I think it was either last year or the year before. It was probably the year before because of COVID last year. Uh, where they had the Tampa Bay Rays, I think, play in Montreal for for like a game or two to see what yeah. the uh, what the fan response would be. Yeah. Well, they ought to they ought to make Tampa Bay move. They ought to make Tampa move too because nobody goes to their games, and they normally have a decent team. Yeah, anybody anybody that anybody that goes to sports uh events in Tampa, they go to either see the Tampa Bay Lightning play hockey or the Buccaneers play football. Yeah. They don't go yeah. to see the race. I guess I guess uh, I guess Saturday night you guys will be talking about Brady's return to Gillette Stadium too. Oh yeah, not just that, but also Brady's dad deciding to call into Boston radio today and basically right. uh basically say how there's literally no shot in hell of the yeah. Patriots potentially upsetting yeah, he, he, the, uh, he, he, the Buccaneers. He definitely stoked the fires. Here's, here's the thing I think about that. I mean, Tampa's probably going to have more talented players. Of course, Brady's the best of all time. But if there's a coach that would know how to defend Tom Brady, it would be Bill Belichick. And not just that, but also uh, there's the possibility that Brady could be chasing a record that uh, that night or that week. Yeah, I forget. I forget exactly what it is. That will will probably that will probably be the most watched game of the season. (laughs) Probably, yeah. I know it'll definitely be the most watched game uh, in New England, at least, because tickets are going at Gillette. At Gillette, tickets are going for as low as $1,400. Notice he he said as low as. (laughs) As low as, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wonder about the You don't even know what's going to be happening by then. Week four, you know Mac Jones may be the quarterback by then. Um, you don't know which team's going to suffer injuries. You know, you're just looking at it right now as two healthy teams going against each other, and that don't happen in the NFL very often. No, it doesn't. And I, uh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing too that they may. Uh, the reason why they didn't draft a wide receiver until very late is that uh, Gunnar Olszewski apparently may take uh, Julian Edelman's spot as the slot receiver. Hmm. Well, I saw there, I saw there was some defensive back that Belichick was interested in today. I think he, yeah, uh, he was. Former number one draft pick from Bama. I think he played for the Bengals. Yeah, uh, Dre Dre Kirkpatrick. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, in, it's like, it's like everyone visit. says, you know, you know, Belichick loves Bama players. He loves SEC players. Yeah, and I mean, they, uh, he did say when because they showed video of of him uh, speaking with uh, with Mac Jones the night that they drafted him, and uh, he said, "Well, there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of Crimson Tide." Uh, around here, so you'll fit right in. So I wouldn't be shocked if they end up bringing in Kirkpatrick as somewhat of insurance if they decide to uh, to move on from from Gilmore potentially in a trade. Yeah, so don't forget who. I don't. You know, after I mean, they got their quarterback, and I think they had a good draft. Not so sure. They just don't keep Gilmore now. Well, the thing is, Gilmore is not, they're going to have to pay Gilmore more money then, because Gilmore is not going to agree to play for only seven million. Yeah, I don't know how much money they. You know, I know they spent a lot of money. I don't know how much they had left, but if he saved enough, they may give him the money. I would. Because he's still one of the top, even though he had a down year last year, he's still one of the top corners in the game. I would give him right. the money any time. Yeah, I mean that's one of the important positions on a New England defense are the corners. You know, they're yeah. because they like to play they they like to play one on one defense and try to get pressure and depend on their DBs to cover people one on one. They don't like to double up. They don't like to play zone. They like to play one-on-one. And Gilmore yeah, can do and pl- that. And plus they won big two by only giving uh, the second-round tender to J.C. Jackson. So they didn't have to pay him big money this year. They're only giving him about $3 million, which is actually a lot lower than what he had been. Yeah, the, uh, and, it, and, it, and it's debatable as to whether – Maybe he's good as Gilmore. Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of analysts uh, talked about all season long. The the better that uh, Jackson performed this year, a lot of a lot of analysts were uh, were wondering around the league. I believe they discussed it on uh, on the NFL Today on CBS was whether or not. Jackson had passed Gilmore on the uh, depth chart. Yeah, I, I sort of think in Belichick's mind, he has. And I think that's why all the talk came up about maybe Gilmore being moved was because Belichick had his new guy. He had his new lockdown corner yeah. with, with uh, Jackson. I think that's why all that trade talk came up. I mean the guy the guy had nine picks this year. It's kinda hard to uh kinda hard to ignore that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, of course Gilmore Gilmore's agent would say, Well he got nine picks because everybody's scared to throw at my guy. Well his guy was also partially injured this year too, so Yeah. Yeah, he had a rough uh, he, he had a rough season. season. He was out he was out a lot. He was out a lot. So, um, 
Yeah, and I've been I've been talking with my uh, I've been talking with my coworkers too uh, about about Edelman. They seem to think that this is all just a ploy for Edelman to basically get away from Belichick so that he could then down the line uh, as the season goes on come out of retirement and sign with Tampa, not with his knee, not with the well, way his knee is. I I don't know. You know, I I I think he's uh, the only way that I really think the only way they would do that is if Brady walked in and said, "Do it." I think he's so injured and such damaged goods. I I just can't see him putting him on the roster because you're wasting all you got. Yeah, all you got to do, Jim, is look at Dustin Pedroia. Exactly. Exactly. It's the exact same situation. Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to go through that? Hell no. <laughs> that drove us nuts on the Red Sox. But uh, I, I, I mean, I really think Edelman's done. You know, if they want, if they want to put him on the roster, good for them. But I don't think you're going to get much out of him. They've already got great receivers. Yeah, he would. He would basically only. He would basically only be on the roster just to uh, just to have a chance at another ring and barely get used. He would be fourth or fifth on the depth chart. Probably. I mean, actually. Tampa's, uh, I mean they're loaded. They're loaded. They, they don't need Edelman. He's not going to bring yeah, nothing no. to the table except being buddies with Brady. And plus, they re-signed Brown this off season too. So you know, there's not yeah. really. Yeah, they they went out and signed all their guys they wanted to bring back. They brought them back. Yeah. So. And I got some uh, I got some challenge news. Uh, apparently, this season of the challenge, I I still don't understand why they why they're doing this now every single season. But apparently, uh, at least before quarantine, they had them grouped up in duos. Well, I, I I've kept up with it. I know who's been eliminated. I know who they brought back. I know about the filming stopping because of COVID. I know a lot about it. Um, I know Michaela's out from Survivor. Michelle's still in it, um, which is hard to believe, but... uh, and I I nailed that on the button when we talked about uh, when we talked about the challenge last time. I said that Michaela would. It, it was probably her attitude that got her uh, probably, that it, got her booted it, early. Yeah, it, it probably was. It probably was. I mean, she's a hell of a athlete, and you would think she'd be really good at this show, but her attitude and her mouth always gets her in trouble. Yeah, she probably pissed off the decision makers, uh, right. those who have the right. big alliances. Right. So, um, 
don't know. It sounds like they've had a rough season, though. Sounds like they've had a rough season with having to take a break because of uh, COVID, having to let somebody leave because they had COVID, but yet when they get okay, they bring them back. Sounds like it's been a really crazy season so far. Yeah, it's really it, it, it's really weird with you know with, with how they uh, they planned for this originally last season. If something were to have were to have happened, uh, I know they have alternates on location. Amber, apparently, uh, the champion from last season. And from Big Brother 16 is one of the alternates in case uh, yeah, one of the is. one of the women she, ends up leaving. Yeah, Amber Amber from Big Brother that won last season is an alternate. Yeah, um, there's I don't know why they didn't just put her on the show again. She's just one, you know. It's probably because it's probably because people probably saw her as boring on the show because. I don't know how a man can look at her and think she's boring. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you know, plus, plus, if you keep up with her on social media, she's very outspoken. She don't hold back her opinions about things. And it's, it's probably, too, that they're looking at who at their regulars that they would have. They would have their regulars uh, this season, plus they wanted to fit in some newbies like Michaela and Michelle uh, for the women that if they were to have put Amber on, they would have had to cut probably Michaela or Michelle from the uh, I am, from I the am actually shocked. I am actually shocked Michelle's still there. She must be working her her social magic well if if what if what I'm reading is true she has actually a pretty strong partner so so that could be helping her big time yeah yeah uh, does anybody else Michelle, anybody else out there do y'all, you guys watch the challenge Uh, JB disconnected. Uh, so, uh, what about Melissa? You, me, there? and Melissa. Yeah, Melissa's okay. out out there. But Melissa, do you watch the challenge on MTV? <clears throat> no, not typically. I think the last time I watched is when Victor was on, and when he got off, I stopped watching. But I had planned to try to watch some of Kayla's season. Yeah. But, well, you know, last season, last season Amber from Big Brother won. Mhm. Um, I wasn't really a fan of hers. I yeah, don't know she's why. The one, she's the one that Caleb screwed her whole game up by basically stalking her on Big Brother. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's not hard. It, I mean, it's not easy to win the challenge. So that's. An achievement for her. Yeah. And what we were saying, what were you saying? She's an alternate for this season, and the way it's gone, yeah, they've had to shut down for COVID. Had to let someone go, and then sh- while they were shut down, then 
they get okay and they let them come back. It's been crazy with with yeah, she, uh, she, the filming schedule this season. Um, she's so, an alternate if Amber, uh, Amber, if can still get, Amber can still get on it for us. But Michaela, Michaela from Survivor has already been eliminated real early. Um, Steve and I, I know, were and that's about, sad. Yeah, and Steve and I were talking about it. It's probably not her skills. It was probably her mouth, you know. Probably, um, I know. Um, and we were but talking darn about it, Michelle. I, Michelle is still there. Michelle is still there and in a pretty good spot. So you just never know. You never know. Because I would have thought this this show, I would have thought this show really suited Michaela. But uh, and I would have thought it did not at all suit Michelle. And look look at what's happened so far, you know. And I I gotta t- I gotta tell you, uh, if that first if that first girl that was eliminated is if she didn't come back because I know it's iffy right now whether she came back or whether she was officially sent home. If she I was heard, sent home... I, I heard she came back. Because I was, I was going to say, if she got sent home, that is a gigantic first boot. Right, right. But I, I heard she, she came back. I heard she came back. And I think if you're the show and you had the COVID stuff going on, and you have this player leave in the middle of it, if you're the show, you're going to probably let her come back. Yeah. And uh, as far as the alternates go, basically the alternates are there if somebody gets disqualified for, like, fighting, for throwing punches, or if they get medically disqualified. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, so for all we know, for all we know, one of those, uh, you know, one of those alternates could have potentially, you know, may- maybe the person who got COVID uh, hasn't even been named yet. And, you know, they uh, maybe one of those alternates has been put into the game already and it just hasn't been uh, just hasn't been uh, leaked yet. Yeah, could be, could be. Entirely possible. Yeah. The the uh, source the that I follow, guys. the source that I follow on this show, they're pretty good though. They get good information. It, yeah, it's I've usually got, I've got one from. It's it's usually legit. Yeah, the one the one the one that I follow was from a was from a site that I used to be uh, a part of before I even came to Whispers, and they I've, they've been doing it. I've, since. I've, I've, I follow I follow them on Instagram is where I follow them, um, and actually Raquan is the one that uh, told me about them because Raquan's really into this show, and. Um, he told me, he said, look, that this person's information is usually right, so you might want to follow it. And, uh, you know, he always checks with me when he he reads spoilers on on the challenge and stuff. He always comes to me and says, all right, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm reading. Is it okay if I post it? He always asks. 
he always asks if he can post it or not. <laughs> yeah. But Jim, I got I got to tell you the uh, the OG season that is uh, that is on uh, Paramount Plus right now. It's gotten very interesting, especially with uh, now. I think they're I think next week's episode will be the uh, will be the final. Um, they got two episodes left, so the final is going to be split into two episodes, I guess. Uh, but. Mm. There's been a lot of drama on the All-Stars cast, even though they're older. Uh, you know, they're not exactly the young, uh, the spring chickens that they that they were uh, years ago on the on the challenge. Right. But uh, right. I saw a there's uh, been a lot I of drama. A, I saw an interesting show coming up on Bravo in 2022. I think it was 2022. I don't think it was the end of this. It may have been the end of this year. I don't know. Um, you know, they do a below, not a below deck, they do a summer house show where they put all these people in the house in the summer, you know, kind of like Big Brother, but you don't vote nobody out. You just watch drama all summer play out. Um, and of course, you know, they have that show called Southern Charm that's based out of Charlotte, um, over in the Carolinas. They're going to combine the two. They're going to take people from Summer House and people from Southern Charm and put them in the same vacation lodge in the winter together. Huh. So, so, so they're basically they're basically doing their their own version of the challenge, except without challenges. And basically yeah, yeah. Almost, almost like Big Brother with them. Yeah, the unless, unless they add a wrinkle where people can get voted out. Um, on Summer House and Southern Charm, you don't leave, you know, unless you just quit or you get kicked out. Yeah. So um, I doubt that it will have that um, element to it. I think they'll just want to combine these two casts together and see how they get along in a house together while vacationing in the winter, in the snow. Huh. So, I mean, we'll, we'll watch it. I mean, we watch Summer House. We watch Southern Charm. We watch Below Deck. We watch a lot of those Bravo shows. Bravo is kind of like VH1 used to be, Steve. You remember when VH1 used to have really good reality shows? Yeah. That's yeah, Bravo. Back with the, uh, with the cele- back with the uh, celeb reality block, that, as they used right. to Right, you it. know, Surreal Life, all that kind of stuff. Rock of Love, yeah. Flavor Love, all that kind of stuff. It was really good. Yeah. Now Bravo does that, but it's not as racy as what um, VH1 used to do. It's more PG-13. Well, that kind of, that kind of sounds right for, for, uh, for Bravo, especially considering uh, they're, pro- they're probably looking at other networks, you know, and, and seeing where, you know, what, what 
what people are interested in, what what has drawn people away from certain uh, from certain shows. And plus, they've reached yeah. a broader audience too for it being uh, for it being PG as opposed to you know PG thirteen yeah. or something like that. Plus, you know, on Bravo, they got Andy Cohen does his show at night where he brings on guests and they recap reality shows, and I think that's pretty popular. You know, I think yeah. Andy Cohen's a, a huge part of Bravo. You know, like him or not, a lot of people like him, a lot of people don't. But I think he's in really big at Bravo. Yeah, Bravo and also CNN. Whenever he's uh, whenever he's partying drunk with uh, uh, yeah. what's his name, uh, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> with that, yeah, with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about wasted this year? <laughs> this year, they were on a whole entire different a whole entire different stratosphere. Uh, and I'm shocked that CNN actually actually kept them on the air. Yeah, Steve, if they, if they showed that video, if they showed that video on Jeopardy, the answer would be, who are two gay guys drunk as hell? Pretty much. <laughs> Oh, I just huh. saw JB. JB said, "JB said, close my flip phone. Daggett, we'll be on next week. Nice to hear from all again, and hope to hear hope to hear you next Thursday." Yeah, yeah, he'll be back next Thursday. JB will be back next Thursday, and he'll he'll probably be one of your loyal followers, Melissa, on your Big Brother podcast. Good. That's good. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I think I can't wait for those to start and uh, just kind of sneak on and listen to you guys without people even knowing I'm there listening. Yeah, I'd have to double check, but hmm. I think I think I did them on Fridays last last time. So obviously, you know, whatever is uh, whatever works best for you, Melissa. You know, I'm. I'm pretty much going to be uh, obviously. Well, you know, I was thinking Fridays. I was thinking Fridays might be the best because it'll be the day after the live show. We'll know who got voted off, and you know. I think that's what. Yeah, true. I think that's Steve. Isn't that what we did last season? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'd have to double check. I I do have the uh, I have the advertisement still somewhere here. I think. I think that's um, how we did it last season, Melissa, was um, we uh, we did it the night after the live eviction. Now, there, yeah. were, a few times, there were a few times we tried going on immediately after the live eviction, but people are so scattered out at that point trying to, you know, and plus the difference in time zones, a lot of people still haven't even yeah. seen it yet. So yeah. it's probably smarter to go the next night. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was Friday. I, I think I'm so. Looking, I'm looking at the advertisement right now. It was you, always have to consider, uh, you always have to consider the different time zones. Because you can be on talking about what you just saw on East Coast time, and if you've got callers that want to call in from the West Coast, they're going to call in because they ain't even seen it yet, and they don't want to hear it yet. Yeah. And that's understandable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. You know, I've always said this, and it's crazy over the years, to do what I do by spoiling shows and stuff, I hate spoilers. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I, I hate to be spoiled. But that's what I've done for so many years, but I hate to be spoiled. I don't want to... I mean, like if uh, one of the wrestling shows is on and I'm recording it, I won't even go to Instagram because I don't want to see the pictures. I want to wait and see it on TV. Or if we're planning to watch a movie or something, anytime somebody brings it up on Twitter or anything, I I don't read it because I don't want to know. But yet, that's what I do. You know, I spoil stuff. So it's kind of crazy, but... But I think that helps in Survivor Whispers, the regular group, because I understand the people that don't want to know, and I make sure that it's not posted in that group. If you want the spoilers, you go to Premiere. Yeah. Yeah. But (sighs) it won't be long. Won't be long, you'll be watching them live feeds. Yep. <laughs> peppers on peppers. And I would be willing to bet you, I'd be willing to bet you right now it's going to be a great cast because Jesse's doing the casting now, the guy from Survivor. Um, it, I guarantee it's going to be a good cast. I certainly hope so. I don't want a repeat of 21. Uh, Jess, Jesse's Jesse's really really good. He's really good. Good. I guess he got a big raise. I mean, they got him cast in Survivor. They got him cast in Big Brother, and they got him helping with the casting of Amazing Race. They got him everywhere on CBS. Good. Well, when you do a good job, you get reward. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how good the guy is. He's really, really good. Really good. It, aren't they supposed to have, like, a a bigger mix of a cast this summer? Um, From what I understand, yes. They're, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how they, they do that. We'll see if they really do it. Um, I think they probably will. I think they'll probably do it. Um, we'll see how that works out, you know. They were saying the 50-50 type thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, we've only got about three or four minutes left, so I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and sign off so the, the broad talk lady doesn't get me. And uh, we'll see you good people next Thursday night when we – debate the females of Survivor and then the following week we're going to debate the best seasons ever 
Don't forget to join Steve Saturday night on the Sports Whispers podcast. they got a whole lot to talk about this week. And probably next week, we're going to probably have JoJo yep. and Gina Marie, so keep an eye out for that. Yep. Okie doke. Alright, I'm going to talk to everybody later. Yep. Alrighty. Good night, Steve. Good night, Jim. Good I'm going to go to... Good night. Yeah. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.